Before we get to this episode, just to say thanks to everyone who's bought my new book, Champion Thinking, How to Find Success Without Losing Yourself. Published by Bloomsbury, the response has been terrific. It's an Amazon bestseller. It's been top 20 in the airport charts consistently, and the reviews have been terrific right across the board. And if you like this episode that you're about to hear on Flow, you'll be sure to enjoy Champion Thinking. Head to my website, simonmundy.com or Amazon, Waterstone, Smiths, places like that to get your copy. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort. So you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Welcome to this bite-sized episode of Life Lessons from Sports and Beyond with me, Simon Mundy, where I seek to explore life's bigger questions. Hello, thank you for joining me again. Now, what are you like at having difficult conversations? You know the type of thing. You've got something you want to say, something that needs saying, but perhaps you realize it's going to be a bit uncomfortable, so decide it's more bother than it's worth and simply sweep it under the rug, which is where it stays. Well, I would argue our ability to have difficult conversations and express ourselves truthfully, honestly and responsibly is one of the most important life skills anyone can master because sweeping things under the carpet simply doesn't make issues go away. They linger, they fester, and eventually contaminate relationships in one way or other. Now, one person who knows firsthand the power of embracing difficult conversations is Ed Jackson, the former pro rugby player who broke his neck diving into a swimming pool. He wasn't expected to walk again, but has massively confounded the experts and now climbs mountains, raising money for charities via his foundation, Millimeters to Mountains. Now, there is no way Ed could have achieved what he has without his wife, Lois. She was a huge support to Ed after his accident and enabled him to make such a tremendous recovery. But as is so often the case in situations like theirs, the well-being of the support network around the person struggling is so easily overlooked. And that was what was happening with Lois. She was really putting on a brave face, but struggling with what she was going through too. So eventually she decided to share her feelings with Ed. It wasn't an easy conversation for either of them, particularly Lois, 
but it was fundamental and helped the two of them move through what they were going through and grow together in an exponential fashion. And theirs is such a good example of having difficult conversations. But I know for a fact, this is something we could all get better at and it can have a profound effect on how we grow both individually and in relationship to each other. Turn towards the hard conversations, don't run in fear from them. So with that in mind, here is Ed Jackson. Let's talk though about this conversation that you you had with Lois, because this isn't something we spoke about first time round, which was very much about you, your recovery, what you learned, you know, how you basically educated yourself on all these things, had this can-do attitude that meant that you just learned about mindfulness and stoicism kind of off your own back. But flip it round and, and Lois, who's been this beacon of light and just this bubbly, supportive, you know, hugely warm and, and loving and kind, just bent over backwards for you. And then one day she's just a li- you could just tell she's a little bit off or a little bit distant and you and you have this this conversation so yeah can you just just tell me about that how you made how that made you feel at the time and now how you look back on it as well yeah so um obviously Lois had done everything to all the focus was on me and my recovery and she had been such an instrumental part in getting to me to where I was not just in a practical sense, because she became my physio, basically, out of hours. You know, the NHS is an amazing beast and it saved my life, but, re- you know, it's tight on resources. And I was only getting three or four hours of physio a week if it was just NHS provision, whereas she was in my room every day learning from the physios, giving me the extra input, and it was surely a massive reason why, why I've managed to progress the way I have. But more, more in an emotional sense, I want to limit the effect that this had on her life and our life, not just me. And actually, it was more about her, especially as we have our we-, we had our wedding on the horizon, and she was everything. She was what I was doing all these things for. But we'd gone home. Things had, you know, I was still in a wheelchair, I was still needing care. Obviously, looked completely different, and moved completely different. Diff- need different types of care, and and I was so focused on at that point um, helping other people in hospital, but my own rehab, and driven in different ways, trying to stay positive that I just completely overlooked the way she was feeling. And I think she was in a position where she didn't want to, she was confused by the way she was feeling. It transpired that, you know, she didn't love me any less, but what had happened was I was a different person. Like I looked different, smelled different. And she often felt like she was almost cheating on me with this, with this other person. You know, I was in, now interested in like philosophy and things like that. She's like, well, "This, that's not Ed. You know, <laughs> yeah. I, I quite like him, but it's a bit, it's very different. It, it was a process that she had to go through. You know, these changes happen not just to the individual, but anyone who cares for them. And the trauma happens to anyone who cares for them. I speak to people now who are going through um, through similar situations in hospital, and it's never them who's got who's in the worst headspace. It's always a mum or a wife, you know, or a, a father. Um, who feels helpless but and loves them and they're suffering more psychological trauma than the actual patient particularly as they don't feel like they can say anything because they're like well it's not about me it's about them that'd be so selfish for me to say something so Lois was bottling up this transition for ages and eventually it got to the point where she went and saw a therapist without you know without letting me know and 
And it got to the point where she came back and she said, look, Ed, this is what's going on. This is how I'm feeling. This is the transition I'm struggling with. And it whacked me again. It really hurt because it played on a lot of insecurities I was probably burying as well about that change, about not being attractive anymore. And I know this is a similar case for, you know, a lot of people who suffer similar injuries now, you know, with that network I've got and speaking to them that, you know, you're all of a sudden you're incontinent and you, 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 you've withered away or you're, you're in a wheelchair. People really hate, start to have body image issues and hate themselves. And that's how I took it when she first said it. And of course she didn't mean it. She, that's not what she meant at all. It was just her getting used to a transition and then when she explained it and we went, right, okay, this is, we need to spend more time here and work on this. And we did. And actually the process of her even admitting it to me um, was a massive, was massive healing in its, in itself. And then from then on, it kind of, again, set that foundation and it's been only up from there. And, and like we spoke about earlier, that was the realization that honesty is the best policy. You know, the way she was feeling was not her felt, fault. We just touched on that as well you know it's completely human nature to feel certain ways and being able to be honest about the way you're feeling is only beneficial you know and and it really it really did help uh, our relationship from then on and since then we've been able to be completely honest with each other and she told you how hard she found it to be honest with you like that and how how difficult how did she feel going through that conversation do you know yeah it was Really, really, it was harder for her than it was hard than it was for me. You know, she was shaking. I remember, and you know, was, there was a lot of tears, and she felt because the last thing she wanted to do was hurt me. But she knew the only way to for us to move forward is to deal that honest blow first, because otherwise it would continue to eat away and degrade. And and it was incredibly brave of her, and it was something that she had taken six months to get to that point of being able to say something. And I've got a huge amount of respect for her being able to do it, because the last thing we want to do is upset the people we love. And and but she knew, and with the help of her therapist, you know, she made her realise that this was the best way, or this was actually the only answer at the time to then start taking positive steps forward. But it was incredibly tough for her, an incredibly brave thing to do, to be honest. And and like you said, it's it's really set the the ground or laid the ground for your relationship since in terms of okay yeah being being honest even if in the short term it hurts as long as you're sort of growing and moving forward and being true to yourself then that's more important than the discomfort you feel in having that uncomfortable conversations because I know from from family stuff extended fact you know sweep things under the carpet don't say things it's such a common thing and so when you start having those sort of honest conversations, you can rationalize them away so easily. Do you know what? I'm not going to say that or I'm, I'm going to keep that a little bit hidden because of X, Y, Z, because it's, it's easier not to. But then when you start doing it, yes, yeah, first of all, it gets easier, but it's, it's crucial. Otherwise, just so much stuff goes under the carpet. And so you said earlier about not blaming people for things and not holding grudges. And I think... You know, if you, the more you're able to see, pe- understand, pe- everyone has patterns, everyone has blind spots, everyone has all these things, and it's all only really ever a projection of their own stuff. The reason I say that is because I saw someone commented on that part of your book and was like, really laid into your wife and was like, so selfish, you're a nasty person. And I mean, I'm assuming that you spoke about that comment with her 
What was your take on that reaction? Did that knock you at all? Did she find it hard to hear? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it didn't... It, it knocked me. I, you know, I went into defensive mode, obviously, because that's my wife, and it was misguided. That's all it was. Yeah. It was a misunderstanding, and it was a surface level. You know, Lois, everyone will read between the lines, you know, and Lois talking about how she was struggling with me being the way I was, and obviously we can talk about it on here. So people who have just listened understand, understand it was nothing to do with the fact I had a spinal cord injury. She was just going through her own transition, and she was trying to heal the position rather than um, – but, you know, the, the person who um, – and, and you know it is a it's a re, it's a reflection on something they've gone through, so you have to enter it with sympathy. But at the same time, you know, I probably acted a little bit on emotion, and I didn't go full ball. But I did explain that you know it's selfish, even if you have an accident and you're in that position of perceived weakness, to think that it's just happening to you and other people aren't going through it. And I think it's really important for people to realise that. And I knew that was more for other people to read than that person, you know, that individual, because I think a big mistake that a lot of people make when they're going through trauma themselves is to push away the people around them, to not appreciate how important their support networks are, not just to them anyway, but for their own recovery. And also they completely underestimate what those other people are going through. And the amount of marriages you see breaking down, the amount of families you see splitting up, and often you look at the you look at the stats and what's happened, you look into it and you completely understand why it's happened. And often it'll be the person going through the trauma that's pushed people away and then wanting to help them struggling with their own transition and it'll get to breaking point. And Lois saying this to me was the savior of our relationship, was saved our relationship. That's what she was doing. She was saving our relationship. And um, actually by not saying something, which is what this person was implying, you know, they were saying that, you know, Ed's going through all of that stuff and you're saying that you're struggling to, to find a way to be with him or not be with him, but finding to love the new Ed because um, she's going through that transition was very selfish of hers, of her. But it was it was the most unselfish thing she could have done. You know, the selfish thing would have kept been kept quiet and suffered in silence, and we wouldn't be in the strong position we are today. We might have even ended up in a in a place which a lot of unfortunately that scenarios like this do, where people end up separating and going in different directions. The irony is in looking after herself. She helped you. That's the thing, and and it you ha- it does work that way. Yeah, definitely. That's a great point. I think people, if they pour everything into whether it's their partner or family member who's going through the trauma, and then they let themselves go in a dark place or a bad place, or let that eat up with them, or if they bottle it up for too long, at the end of the day, they're going to end up in a weaker place, which is, you know, it's going to end up with the yeah. knock on effect of doing more damage further down the line and often the best way to help is to look after yourself and and um don't feel guilty for feeling the way you're feeling you know it's just it's normal to be like that and be honest about it and and you and by being honest that's the first step to to healing the situation and the quickest way to help the individual as well Thank you for listening to this episode with Ed Jackson. I am so passionate about this topic of having, embracing difficult conversations. It's so underrated, but so important. And like any skill, it gets easier with practice and can change lives. So I would say ditch the stiff British upper lip and get vulnerable because there is immense strength in that. Now, I've chatted to Ed twice on this podcast. His story is epic, as are the lessons he's learned. 
and shared so please do check them out and if you found this episode useful please do share it with anyone else you think could benefit from hearing it anyway i'll be back next week until then look after yourself speak honestly and openly and goodbye 